Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So there he is, Mr. Prognosticator. Mr. Tried to tell everybody this little streak, this gimmicky little preseason streak that the Baltimore Ravens are rolling out here that they're so proud of and everybody gets so excited about. It was in jeopardy because of your former team, the Washington Commandos. How bad at LeVar Arrington? The streak is over. Can't call them Commandos so much anymore, though, right? Not since the sale. I thought we said once they sold that we'd have to start really kind of thinking about calling them something other than the Commandos. So we just got to go with the same old boring Commander stuff? I mean, it wouldn't be boring for us to call them that because we've never called them that. Okay. But, I mean, I was just curious as to what our approach will be because I think we did mention that once they sold from little Danny's hands, his little fingers, uh, like little finger from Game of Thrones, uh, that we would start actually offering the, the real the real name. Yeah, well, listen. Anyway, uh, they offered their real name and their real brand in that game last night, right? Okay, was that not a fun game to watch? I mean, if, if you know, I know people love to embellish saying the best ever, or the greatest ever, or can you believe that? But that really was maybe, that's got to be one of the highest ranking dopest preseason games Hell yes. in, in history. I just, you, you could tell... There was there was a different vibe to it all the way throughout. Well, because like, it matters. Yeah, you know and, them dudes. Them dudes talk to the same girls. They got the same type of friends. You know, people they hang out with. You know, Baltimore Baltimore Ravens players hang in D.C. You know, they they do the night the night scene more so in D.C. than they do in Baltimore. You know. There's probably a ton more Baltimore Ravens fans than people would imagine in the DMV just because of how deteriorated the fan base of the Washington Commanders team is. What do you think the split is? Fan I don't know. I don't area. know because uh, it used to be a ton of Dallas fans. So I'm sure there's more Dallas fans. I'm sure there's more Ravens fans and there have been less and less and less uh, Commanders fans. So I don't know what the ratio would be. There's still a tremendously large contingent of 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 Commanders fans. Would you say 60% Commanders, 40% Ravens, 20% Cowboys? Or, or no. that doesn't even make sense. Uh, no, 10% Cowboys? I don't think it makes it. I, I, I wouldn't. Or 30 and, and 10, it. excuse me. My mask off today. 30 and 10. Yeah. and the, But majority of that would be uh, Commander fans. And then you've got sprinkling that the extra 30 for the Ravens. And then you got your 10% Cowboy fans. Which I'm not, I'm not going to say that's for certain either because there's a lot of transient, you know, residents to, to the district, to Northern Virginia. Um, there, there are a lot of belongers as well in Virginia and in parts of Maryland. Um, and generally speaking, like parts of DC 
Like DC people really, really, they're, they're, they're generally real stone cold about it. Like real DC people will not, not bang with, with Baltimore Ravens because DC, a DC thing does not mix with a Baltimore thing that that's not a mix. Right. So, so true DCers or true PG Countyers, uh, you generally will not ever see them be a Ravens fan because that's not DMV like. How far away is like yeah, the the Washington? 45, okay, so forty five minutes. Okay, so it is it's close. a Beltway. It's it's right. a battle of what they say, battle of ninety five. You know, it's it's a Beltway battle, right? So so coming into the game, people gotta understand it is a a a rivalry. You know, they don't the Ravens and the the. the the commanders don't they don't like each other like that's not they don't you know the ravens and in my head i may have created this but the ravens think they're better and in recent history they are better (laughs) yeah right they are better not 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 in history no not better all right so let's not go there but they they are better than you know than washington and and what since the the since they've come 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 in pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Since since um, the Ravens have been in existence, they've been a better franchise than than Washington. Yeah, 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 but historically speaking, they are not because yeah. they don't have enough history to be better. Uh but with that being said, you're you're also talking about like I said, you're fighting for for fan base market share. The, these two coaches, they are familiar with one another. If people put it together, you know, Ron and, and Harbaugh were on the same coaching staff at one point in time. When you know where Ron was linebackers coach and Harbaugh was a special teams coach in Philly. So they're familiar with one another and know one another from, from being on the same coaching staff. Um, it's just there were, to me, there were like – great storylines of why the game mattered um you got two new ocs that were in the game and i think eric b more so than than baltimore i think i think washington was really trying to establish their offense and and try they're they're working to forge a culture in washington that has never been there so it's like trying to get a muscle firing that's had atrophy for over a quarter of a century. And look, Sam Howell looked pretty good uh, when when he was in the game. So he he played pretty good quarterback for them. Uh, you could tell, like, you had an offensive lineman for Washington, uh, Sam Cosme, I believe, who came out and you know called the streak stupid and said they were going to beat it as well too. So he was on the Lavar train yesterday, saying uh, this streak was in trouble for the Baltimore Ravens, but. What was interesting is that John Harbaugh afterwards, who looked to be the most stressed I've ever seen a coach during a preseason game, um, a little bit fired up. Uh, John Harbaugh had a little bit of a red ass and, uh, you know, maybe could have something to do with the fact that it was kind of a busy day for the Harbaugh family. But we'll get into that Mm. other story later on. But here was the Ravens head coach talking about post streak last night. Something like that. And I just told our guys, you're proud of it, of course, you know, you, you appreciate it. But the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that. You know, preseason games that people want to write, write about, some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on a team. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Tell me that was meaningless out there what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that because of the effort these guys put into it. That's what's that's what you're proud of. And that's that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. It doesn't matter win or loss. It matters it matters the way they the way they went about their business tonight. And I'm proud of them for that, always will be. There you yeah, go. I mean he's right. He's yeah. right about what he's saying, but I mean he was taking a, a dig at somebody. I mean right? I, I, you know? I like the uh the you I can't play, respect you. The you didn't play the game pulling yeah. that from the bottom of the deck yeah, after he was, preseason he, game. He was finger pointing. He was he was finger pointing. <laughs> Which is... and, and you know, it it happens. You know, it happens and good for him. You know, good for him for kind of taking the stance that he did, just just for the simple fact that he is right. I mean, the people that are saying the games don't mean anything, they're right, too. 
I mean, for, for what it's worth, I don't think one has to be right for the other or one has to be wrong for the other to be um, right. You, these games don't mean anything. You know, that's that's why they're called preseason games. It's really no different than being a scrimmage game. Now, you can say a scrimmage matters because they do matter in development terms. They matter. But in terms of, you know, statistical categories, um, I never heard of anyone making the, the Hall of Fame because they were you know, undefeated as a player in preseason. It's like, so in, in the grand scheme of things, like whether you like it or not, coach, um, preseason games do not matter in a lot of regards. So, you know, but but a, a guy's effort in trying to make a team, it does matter. Uh, a guy trying to impact the game, it does matter. It, it matters because more often than not, it's it's them showcasing their talents um, with with the the idea and understanding that it's probably most likely for another another team. I've seen guys have phenomenal, and I mean absolutely amazing, brilliant preseasons, and still end up cut. Like cut, like clearly better than oh. the guys in front of him. I mean, didn't Wes Welker get cut? I mean, one of his, like he he was going there, off in the preseason. Is, he got cut, bro. There is such a long laundry list of players that you could look up and see that are now, and some of them are resting in in the Hall of Fame in Canton. Some are on their way to Canton, and they were cut. You know, they were let go, and they were better. But that's the economics of the business. You're not always getting the best players. You're getting the most financially financially strapped or financially obligated to. Those are the ones that are are going to remain on, on a roster. And and so more often than not, and people, you know, point this out quite a bit is is that you have two three openings on a 50 what is it 55 now 55 man roster um there you go you have very very limited spots there's the practice squad generally practice squad guys will either get grabbed up or the team will have to sign them to a contract so another team can't take them um there's just so many different things that can play out during during preseason and post preseason. And so to say that it it doesn't matter is is a bit that's a bit uh, detached. Yeah, you haven't played like I would say, even if you played the game and said that it didn't matter, maybe you have had a different set of circumstances than other guys. But And, and also. It, just from the standpoint that a lot of guys you saw last night, that's it for them. Like, and that happens every single preseason game, especially this stage in the preseason, to where that will be the closest they ever get to being not only just on an NFL field late in a game that's important on national television, like that was last night on Monday Night Football, but just on an NFL field, period. And we can dismiss it and say, well, it's just uh, the preseason and whatnot. And that's something you're going to be able to tell your loved ones about. Like, hey, I, I played in an NFL game. Don't think so? Look at this. I was on Monday Night Football. I was, I was in a game late that mattered. And I may not have reached a regular season or played, uh, you know, another down or another snap. But the fact that these guys are getting that opportunity, that's why I, I've always been a fan of the preseason. And when they were talking about eliminating it altogether, I still think there's a place for it. And I think that was also John Harbaugh's point. There's a place for this. It there matters is a place to us. for it. No, it does matter. And there is a place for it. And it is what it is. Quite frankly, it doesn't go any further than what it is, though. Just be clear on that. It is what it is. It serves its purpose for you to get your entertainment. It serves the purpose for guys to have an opportunity to get good film. It serves the purpose for a guy to have an opportunity to make a roster. Um, I, I would say it's very little that it serves the experience because it's such a stressful time. 
right? You're trying to solidify a job and you know you're fighting the odds. So and, unless you're one of those other guys that know they pretty much have a roster spot, there's some surprises here and there. You'll see a guy get cut that you didn't expect or think was going to get cut, and they got yeah. cut, um, and they put somebody else on it. Like that definitely does happen, but it's very rare. But the preseason does serve its purpose. That's why it's been such a major part of of the game. Um it gives a team the opportunity to work out the the work off the rust of the off season and and really really push and move towards what they're going to be heading into game condition for the regular season to hit so yeah. it plays its part but it was all in all that was a great game last fun, night man. yeah you don't want to like i said you don't want to throw great around too easily or anything like that but it was a great game and it you know it was nice to watch it was fun to watch and, you know eric b enemy was operating the way he was calling the offenses they did all right the ravens did did all right and it should be noted that no starters at all pretty much played for the Ravens, you know, but the whole idea of boasting about preseason undefeated is basically everyone giving the Baltimore Ravens credit for how much talent they have and how deep they are in talented players. And that's why they win because they're, they're, they're the guys that they bring in are so much better at, at, the number two and number three positions of the team that they generally win all of their preseason games. I mean, I, I got to say this. Uh, Brady has been bloviating about Zay Flowers for and a he couple would be of months. Right. He, he looks good, correct. man. He looks pretty, fantastic. Pretty, pretty so, elusive dude. Uh, another, another weapon there for the Baltimore Ravens. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
So, LeVar Arrington, we were wondering, uh, God, how's this whole thing with Jonathan Taylor and uh, Jimmy Big Mouth, Jim Irsay, going to shape up for the Indianapolis Colts? And, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, reach the conclusion here uh, pretty soon because the Indianapolis Colts have given Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. This, of course, after there had been speculation about them not wanting to trade Jonathan Taylor and all the other stuff that came along with it. Jim Irsay most famously pulled up to a golf cart at training camp and said, I could die tomorrow. Jonathan Taylor could be out of the league. Nobody would care. And so Jonathan Taylor, who was seeking a contract from the Indianapolis Colts, is he's going to make about $4 million in change in the final year of his deal. They've said there's not going to be any contract extension. Apparently, uh, they've finally gotten the hint. Jonathan Taylor doesn't want to be a part of this organization anymore, and so they are working to f- facilitate did Jonathan Taylor get the hint that they didn't want him to be a part of the organization anymore as well? Maybe it was a dual memo. I think this whole thing got sideways the second Jim Irsay made those comments. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I think Jonathan Taylor, and, and you guys have talked about just him being a stand-up guy, and he's always had a great reputation going all the way back to college at Wisconsin and being in the Big Ten. And I think that Jonathan Taylor would have been okay coming back and playing. And then we worry about the contract after the year. The second Ursay made the comment he did about Jonathan Taylor could be out of the league and nobody would care. The league moves on. I think he took that personally. And I think that was a wrap. I don't think I, I think this became more of a personal conflict than a financial one for Jonathan Taylor. And I think that's where this whole thing got sideways. <sighs> Your guy, Jim Ursay, old Jimmy Big Mouth. Got well, into the here, uh, got into the liquor cabinet one too many times this off season. Apparently, here's where I, I, I this is what makes this uh, of of an uh, interesting topic of conversation because there are there are rules to the game, right? There are rules to how you conduct business, and and it's interesting because one of the things that is not prominent in terms of of high school or college football I'll say I won't say every sport because some sports may be different I don't I don't want to make a judgment and be ignorant about it but the players aren't taught business they're they're not business is not discussed in a way where you're prepared for the emotions or the lack thereof you should have when engaging in business. Like it's always going to be business over feelings. And so when feelings get involved, feelings can, can interrupt and can disrupt and can destroy um, results in business. Now, sometimes it can go the other way. Sometimes feelings can actually yield positive results. It's not always a bad thing. It's just a dangerous thing. And and so the 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 interesting the interesting dynamic when you talk about you have to remove feelings from from business is that football is all about feelings. <laughs> Right. Like you're trained to to be in the moment. You're trained to, you know, feel your teammates and and feel your your coaches and feel that energy and 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 feel the hard work and embrace the, the challenges and work together to a common goal. Like everything is about teamwork, the ultimate team sport, work together to get it done. It's a common goal. It's a common bond. One heart, one mind, you know. There's so many things that you are trained and you are taught. You you become very dependent on the culture of football because everything is there. You're sick, you come here. You got a toothache, you come here. You you got girl problems, you come here. You got whatever it is, you still come to the football facility and whatever the solution is going to be, that solution is going to resonate from there. So it's almost like the education of a football player is to be totally dependent upon your football team and your football community. And then only to, in some cases, 
have it stripped away from you and ripped from under you. And, and it's like a unsuspecting result. It's, it's un, when you should be expecting it or you should be handling things in a business manner. Fans get mad at you when you, when you do business as a player. Fans get mad, you know, people get mad. Oh, they're 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 worried about the wrong things or this, that, and the other. What's like, your priorities, why? man? All these different things that they say about the player, but they never say it about the organization. They never say it about the team. And and that has always existed. The players are judged, but the the franchise doesn't get judged. It's just business. When it comes down to the franchise, it's just business. But when it's the player, the player should have showed this undying loyalty towards their team, towards the franchise, towards everything that's going on. And so you get upset with them. Now, it might not be that way so much anymore. The the way things are, you know, have, I guess, kind of evolved based upon uh, – like fantasy football and stuff like that. It's kind of decentralized and and in a lot of ways it's desensitized the the fan bases to having really fierce loyalties like like days of old. But nonetheless, Jonas, you're you're talking about guys who have been classically set up for failure. And this is one of those moments where you're seeing it play out. Jim Irsay should have never said that, whether it's true or not, which he that it is true what he said. But whether true or not, he has an obligation to be more responsible than that, a, a better steward, so to speak, over the flock that that he has ownership of within his his organization. If if your employees do not have a collective belief in the value of what you bring to the table as an owner. There's no, there should be no secret or surprise as to why business in terms of if it's the business of winning isn't taking place in Indianapolis. It it feels like, and you could be the biggest Jim Irsay fan. And and I like Jim Irsay and Jim Irsay has been a part of some good things in this league and, and, He's good for the NFL, and and he says funny stuff and all that, and you know. But he, he cares about his football team, and nobody can deny that he definitely cares about his team. I mean, he also cares about Wales, but you know that that he, uh, she gone, so he's got to he's got to get focused on the season now. Uh, but like, you can be the biggest Ursay fan, you can be a Colts kiss ass all you want. There's a lot of bad, embarrassing moments that have taken place with the organization over the past couple of years. And I feel like it's in large part because of Jim Irsay. And this is one of them. The Jeff Saturday fiasco, that was Irsay's fingerprints all over that. That was his idea. The the way Frank Reich was jettisoned, the revolving door quarterback, and I get it, Andrew Luck retired on the on the on the sideline in a preseason game, and Phillip Rivers decided he didn't want to come back. But you know, you you could not get rid of Carson Wentz fast enough. And then you brought in Matt Ryan and you couldn't get rid of Matt Ryan fast enough. And then you couldn't get rid of Frank Reich fast enough. And then you wanted Jeff Saturday to be your guy. And then you could go all the way back to Ryan Grigson, who was, you know, some guy that he used to lift weights with, which is why he got the job as a GM back in the day. It just it feels like there's a lot of spur of the moment. Maybe doesn't really think things through, just kind of shoots his mouth off or makes a decision. And then it's afterwards, dis- disconnected. Yeah, it, it's you know, like you've got a you've got a a rookie quarterback who's a raw talent by anybody's estimation. This look, they look at at you know Anthony Richardson and go, hey man, he's got all the tools in the world. It's gonna definitely gonna take time. He's not as polished as C.J. Stroud or as Bryce Young or these guys. Wouldn't you know, an all-pro level running back being in the backfield kind of help his development a little bit. I don't know. It seems like that would be a move that you'd want to make sure that that was part of your organization and, and a position that was part of your organization to get your rookie quarterback ready to go. And Ursay's just like, nah, whatever. I mean, I'll uh, you know, I could die tomorrow, and uh, Jonathan Taylor could be out of the league, and you know, the league moves on. But by the way, uh, please donate to my charity uh, because we got Shamu who can't breathe out of one you know testicle, and we're trying to save his life. Like what, whatever. Like the whole thing's just weird, and and you got the cold. It's the manner in which it's approached. 
is is what makes it. Nobody's going to have an issue with you doing what's best for your team. But you can you can have a manner and an approach that shows that you care. You know that that you matter. And and that to me is what breeds a a culture and an environment that is able to find that balance within the business because the business is there. And then as you start to learn about business and understand it as an adult that you're thrusted into after all these years of doing it and the business was always there, you know, high schools generate money off of their football programs. They do. And it's a business. It's 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 interesting because that money has to literally go back into the program for you to be able to have the sport in, in order for it to kind of survive. Um, so it's a different set of circumstances surrounding the business, but nonetheless, still a business money is is being generated. You know, there's commerce involved. Then it goes into big business, big, big, big business at the next level. If you go to college. And then it goes into big, big, big business if you make it to the pros. And and you're you're ill prepared for the business of it. And so when someone makes the business front and center like Ursay did, and they do it in a uh a, a just a total dis just you know just <laughs> You're unimportant. Like it's just disregard, total, total disregard to the player as a person. His like that calls into that calls into a lot of ways, whether he knew it or not, or whether he meant it that way or not. It calls your value into question. Yeah. (laughs) And you never want like, oh, well, he's talking about it in terms of it being a a player. Right. Like he didn't say as a person, no one would care. But as a player, you you take it as as a person. No one cares. Right. So you just devalued me as a man. Don't you think other guys and other players heard that? Yes. What? That's and that's why I'm telling you all of these little things that you hear, all of these things that these players experience and that they go through you're you're actually creating a culture and that culture says that if he can do it to Jonathan Taylor who is one of our best players a franchise guy he could do it to any of us and so now that harsh reality of the the disregard that he showed towards Jonathan Taylor in the moment of when he wanted a contract and he wanted to, to, you know, exercise seeing what his value was, this is how you're going to handle it. Then you're going to handle it like that with me. And so now you detach from having any type of real personal ownership over the organization. You're not, you're not going to do anything more than what you would do unless you're doing it for yourself, unless you're doing it for your teammates. So to me, there's a lot, there's a lot to it and it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, guys are ill prepared to, to be pros and handle business. And then things like this happen. And then you see fallouts take place. I, I thought Jim Irsay missed on this one yeah. and he's going to have to do some cleaning up to make sure that he preserves um, what it is that he has in his locker room or to help create you know, a, a better environment for winning in that locker room because they clearly have not been successful in the winning uh, at, at Indianapolis. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, we'd rather not catch up with anybody other than Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. AB, what's happening? Thanks for hanging out with us earlier in the week. What's up, guys? Hey. Um, All right, so Jonathan Taylor. It feels like Jim Irsay made this thing personal when he made the comments about, you know, and, and that's just sort of where the conversation turned as far as Jonathan Taylor goes. So now that we're here, what does a trade market look like for Jonathan Taylor and what does a timeline look like for getting a deal done? Um, not great. It's probably the best way to describe it. I, you know, I, I think it's hard for running backs to get paid period. And we've seen that over the last month. Um, now what Jonathan Taylor is going to be looking for is a team that's willing to pay him at A, right? B is willing to give up um, a lot of draft capital to get him. And then C is comfortable with his injury situation where he's coming off of ankle surgery. And whether he had back pain or not, that was out there at the beginning of training camp. Um, and a guy who, you know, has a lot of mileage on his tires over the last you know, six years um, going back to college. So, um, or five years going back to college. So, um, I think it's a tough sell, and it sucks because he's a great player. You know, and um, you know, like there's a there's a lot to like about him. And there are a lot of teams that could certainly use a player like Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, the, it's just the problem is the value is not there, um, and you know, I, I think this is there's a possibility that this thing gets uglier. Um, before anything gets better. And the reason why is because I think it's possible Jonathan Taylor goes out there and finds a team that's maybe willing to give him a decent contract. But then if that team's not willing to give him the draft pick compensation that's going to make the Colts comfortable at dealing him, well, then you're at another stalemate. And now you've got another problem. And now not only is there an issue between the Colts and Taylor, but now 
the Colts are blocking Taylor from getting paid. You know, so um, I, I I don't know where this thing goes goes next. And obviously, it only takes one team. You know, man, maybe there is a team out there, but um, you know, right now, I, I I'd say it's it's going to be a tough sell trying to find a team that's willing to give up draft picks, that's willing to give up a contract, and is comfortable with his injury history. Um, enough to do this with less than two weeks to go until the start of the season, or less than three weeks, right? I mean, less than three weeks. AB, isn't it the same thing as not having an exclusive franchise tag on you? Like, it, they, are, yeah, they, they already, already go through this? Like, we've already gone through this. Like, what would make right. it any different this time? Right, and, and we've gone through it, LeVar, and those other two guys, like Saquon and, and, and Josh Jacobs and, and Tony Pollard, too, if you want to throw him in. Now, he's signed his tag early in the offseason, so he's off the market quicker, but um, yeah, I mean, those guys were healthier. You know, like those guys were coming off of great years. Um, you know, and if Jonathan Taylor were coming off of what he did in 2021, maybe we'd be talking about something different. He's not, you know. Um, so that's that's just it, you know, is that um, it's not like, you know, there were teams lining up to trade for Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs. And, um, you know, and, and again, like, I, I love Jonathan Taylor. You can you guys can Google my name and Jonathan Taylor. You can see the stuff I've written about him over the years. I think he's a great player. He's mm-hmm. the type of guy you can build an offense around. If I'm the Colts, I pay him. Um, and the reason why I pay him is because he's going to help me develop my young quarterback. He can be to Anthony Richardson what Zeke Elliott was for Dak Prescott or what Todd Gurley was for Jared Goff. Um but, you know, his own team paying him and finding another team that's willing to give up, not just to get in the contract, but the uh, traffic compensation and be comfortable with the injuries and, and do it all on the doorstep of the season, it's going to be tough to find a suitor like that. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. AB, you had a chance to sit down with Sean Payton, uh, the Broncos head coach, uh, during your training camp tour around the league. What stood out to you in your conversation with him and his confidence heading into this year with a revamped Russell Wilson? Um, just like how resolved he is to do things his way after a year off. Um, LaVar, I think his training camp would look familiar to you. Um, not that it's what it was 20 years ago, but um, they were running gassers at the end of practice. Um, mm, it was a long figure. practice. It was, I mean, they were doing things in practice that, and this wasn't even like the heaviest day that I was there, um, but they were doing things that you don't see teams doing um, in 2023. And, you know, when I sat down and talked with him, he related it to, you know, his first summer in New Orleans when they went to training camp in Jackson, Mississippi, because they were displaced by Katrina. And, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Mississippi during the summer, but it's not a pleasant place <laughs> in July and August. And so, um, so you know, I think it's just the toughness of the camp. And then as far as Russell Wilson goes, I mean, I'm telling you guys when I was there, and, and I wrote this in the lead to the story, like it was like he was invisible. You know, like last year you couldn't, you, you couldn't take two steps without bumping into Russell Wilson, Inc., you know. This time around, it was most decidedly Sean Payton's show. And, um, you know, I think that's going to translate on the field into a guy who's probably going to be deployed a little bit more like he was in Seattle. And um, the level of buy-in that Sean Payton gets, I think, is going to determine how far Russell Wilson goes. Because there are lots of things that Russell Wilson did in Seattle that he wasn't happy about at the end. So is he willing to go back to being deployed that way to being involved in the run game more to playing out of a moving pocket more. Um, yeah. I think personally that Sean Payton believes a lot of the things that Seattle did with them were the correct things to do with them. Um, and now, you know, I think getting back to the success he had in Seattle's going to come down to whether or not he's willing to buy into what they did there. Did you see the, the, the in game interview of Josh Harris yesterday evening during the game? I saw the handshake, but not the whole interview. All right, you saw the awkward him grab Troy's hand when he put it out I'll, I'll there and was making a though, point. I'll tell you what, though, LeVar, after the last 25 years, I think if the owner's biggest problem is knowing when to shake somebody's hand, I think a lot of commanders fans would take that, don't you? <laughs> All right, so here's, here's where I was getting at, right? He seemed like he was – a tad bit overwhelmed by the moment of I'm sitting here with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman as the owner of improbable owner, by the way, of, of the Washington commanders franchise. 
I, I, it's, it goes along the lines of what you just said, A.B., so I was curious to get your, your take on it. It seemed like Josh Harris is really, really committed to making making things better and making things right. Is that like all the reports that you've gotten now that they've gotten to the other side of this and, and are in position and, and doing what they're doing now? Like what has been the general consensus? Yeah, I would say – so I would say there's like at this point just a lot of little things, right? Like I don't know if you guys saw it like yesterday, but um, a bunch of the reporters uh, tweeted out that there was a working soda machine in the uh, press box. And I guess I guess the soda machine or the uh, the fountain, right, had been had been broken for years. <laughs> And um, you know, I, I'm laughing about it, but you know, I, I do, <laughs> little I, things like, matter, though, right? Like but, but, honestly, but, but I do think, but I have talked to players and coaches who've said that there are little things that have little happened. Little things there. matter, yeah, right. And it's like it's like making people's day easy. Like I think right now, what it is is like you're making people's days and their their ability to do their jobs easier, right? Because you're doing those little things. And and right now, because he came in in July, um, it's really hard to make any sort of wholesale change. Like it, it, you just, I mean, you're so far down the line as far as getting ready for a season. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna flip the the apple cart upside down. But um, what you can do is you can do little things that have gone sort of unfixed in that building for so long, and make people's ability to do their jobs on a day to day basis easier. And I think that that's where it's at right now. Like that's what Josh Harris is trying to do, and you know he's trying to do little things for the fans in the stadium. You know, it's the same thing. Like. I, I, you know, you hear about like little things they're doing as far as pricing and stuff like that inside the stadium, cleaning up some of the stuff in the concourses, um, you know, all this stuff that went undone for years and years and years and years, which to me is almost like saying, hey, look, like we can't fix everything at once, but here's a little something, here's a little something, here's a little something to make your experience better, whether you're a player, you're a coach, you're a fan, whoever you are, we're going to make your experience a little bit better in 2023 with that sort of serving as our promise that things are going to get a lot better in time. Mm. Uh, Albert Breer, before we let you go, so you're joining us on a Tuesday because we're traveling to Dublin, Ireland to be a Yeah, partner. I'm jealous. All right, so have you been at – Is this like a Brady Quinn? Is this a Brady Quinn-driven trip? I'm sure. Listen, I'm yeah. sure he's responsible for a lot of this stuff, uh, <laughs> pulling the strings. It's got to be a home game for him, of course. But I got to ask you, have you been to Ireland? If so, you got any tips? Or if you haven't been, anything you want us to knock off the uh, bucket list for you while we're out there? Well, are you going to play any golf? Or No, come on. No golf? <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no oh, why are you even going then? Oh I personally I personally have never been to Ireland. Now I am I am uh I think about a quarter Irish. I'd have to like look that back up, but I think I'm about a quarter Irish. And my family is my family uh my Irish the Irish part of my family is from County Limerick, which is in the uh I believe the southwest corner of the island. Um but no, I I've never been. I've heard the golf is incredible. Um, obviously, the pubs are great. Um, I think the That's food what I'm is going for. outstanding, right? The food's just okay. I've heard mixed reviews. So yeah. I'm curious to see. I love potatoes, what... though. Yeah. Of all kinds. I love all potatoes. Right. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll and try I love and. pubs. Yeah, and listen, we'll be. Uh, so there's going to be no golf, but we're going to try and uh, live up to the quarter Irish that you are and have a couple of cocktails at a nice pub, a nice Irish pub out there for you, AB. Awesome, so, awesome, awesome. Don't embarrass yourselves. No, no. definitely There's my don't, advice. Don't yeah. make that plural. Don't make that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough life experiences, AB, to go ahead and handle this Dublin. No, 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 no. I feel like I feel I feel like you guys, the three of you guys, will be able to handle yourselves over there and keep up with the um, with the locals. Yeah, I, I, I believe in you. I'm just going to go and and try to find uh, Conor McGregor and have some propers with Conor McGregor with my boy Jonas and Brady. That's that's all. He's surprisingly small in person. Have you, hmm. have you seen him? I've never. I met mean, him. not that, no. not that I would say that to his face or anything, but right. <laughs> I mean, how, how about AB height shame and right. Conor McGregor here? Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty cool uh, just now. So now there we're going to get our ass beat because breaking Albert news, Albert Breer. Um, <laughs> Albert, uh, we appreciate it. We know it's a busy morning for you, so thanks for hopping on a couple of days early. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Have there a good one. Have a safe trip out there. All right. Yeah, thank sure. you. Thank uh, you. There he is uh, at Albert Breer on X or Twitter, whatever they're calling it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.